This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, and I also have with me at the last program we have of 2022 from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey buddy, how are you? Good, how are you? All right, we're, we're bringing it in. This is it. We're coming down the home stretch cross finish line. 2022 with all the real estate mortgage update stuff so let's get right on into it before this ball drops down and we go into next year so here we go what's happening in the mortgage world well um what we're seeing is a little bit of steady and rates rates have kind of ticked up uh recently um what's that all about i saw that i was like wait a minute stop 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 yeah it's it's just that the they're preparing for next month they're preparing for next month they are not totally sold so i think what it is is that the market investors mm -hmm. the people that invest in the market uh truly believe that we have a handle on inflation but the fed doesn't <laughs> and that's where the that's where the disconnect is okay so i think what's happening or what you're seeing is that the investors are starting to hedge their bets that maybe the fed's right this time now, the Fed's not always right. Like when they called it transitory inflation, they were definitely not right. But maybe they're starting to hedge their bets a little bit. So I don't see rates coming down. And if they do come down, it'll probably be uh, 10 months from now. Okay. So, At the so, end of 2023, we may start to see yes. them come down. All right. So do you have any predictions for next year of where the high watermark could possibly go for interest rates? I think the high will probably top out at about seven and a half. Woo. Okay. And right now we're at six and a half. But but yep. okay. Yeah. But uh, not too many months ago, we were at basically seven. So we got to the high. Yeah, we in did. Twenty twenty two in October. Okay. Third yep. week in October, we're at seven and a quarter. That's right. And things have kind of inched back down to seven, you know, six and a half. So I think that that trend's going to continue, but I think we're going to see more stability. And, as, <clears throat> and I've said in the past, it's easy to sell stability. People want stability. Yeah. You know, tell me what my rate is. Don't tell me what the rate is today. And then when I buy a house, it's a point higher. And that's what was happening. And that's where a lot of the anger, that's where a lot of the... The uh, disconnect was coming was people, you know, it was almost like they thought that if they called you and talked about rates and asked where they were that day, that when they bought a house a month later, that that's the rate that they should get. Mm -hmm. Does that, do, do you, yeah. does that make sense? Right? Yeah, I lost a big deal because of just this week because of uh, the rates that it took the buyer um, um the uh, debt-to-value ratio incomes and all those things. Debt-to-income ratio. Yep. It took it out of range just enough to where, oh, boy, uh-oh, mayday, mayday. And so, yeah, we're seeing it. One of the things I'm concerned about is I have a brand-new build going on right now that's going to finish in May. And, you know, it's like one of those situations where you start to think about, um, yeah, well, now that you're building the house now and it started – when it's finished and or 60 days or 90 days before the home is completed and they lock in, where are we going to be? And if we're half a point or a whole point higher than where we were on the pre-approval just now, 
that's going to severely affect um, the buyers, you know, um, you know, possible qualifying anymore. So and so I'm, I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking about some of this stuff as we move forward, knowing the rates are probably going to go up. So what are your thoughts on that? Thoughts are long term locks. Okay. Yep. That's the security blanket that people are looking for. Uh, we do six month long term locks. We can even go a little farther. Uh, but let's take a look at what a long term lock does. It basically protects you. So it takes today's rate and it's probably going to add about a quarter to it. Okay. So it'll be like 6.75, 6.875. And that's the maximum your rate can go between now and when you settle in six months. Okay. okay. Yeah. What if it takes like nine months to build though? What if you get out, the builder you have gets to outside reassess. of that and then reassess? Yeah. Wow. You have to reassess. You basically go back to market. You got to take a look at the market. And that's where long-term locks are great, but it can put a lot of pressure on the relationship between the borrower and the builder. Because if I have a lock that I know is expiring on July 1st and the builder comes back and he says, you know what, the supply chain... This, that, everything, the county, whatever you want to pin it on, it's we're not going to settle till till October or which wow. which happens. Yeah, not a lot. Right. But it I can. mean, it, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. It's happened a tremendous amount over the last two years because those are real issues. Right. Windows, you know, you have to almost order them before you even cut a blade of grass on the lot. Okay, you've got to start ordering the windows, the garage doors. You've got to make these decisions that you didn't have to make, you know, two years ago. Windows right. were, you know, a month or whatever the case may be. But now you're just hearing these astronomical numbers that it's taking for, you know, the windows, the siding. So those supply lines are still short. And that's the reason we still have inflation. And what I've always said is, is if you want to drop the cost of materials, increase the supply, do whatever it takes to get the factories running more or another factory involved, somebody taking, you know, build up the competition, whatever it takes. But that's kind of what you got to find. So when you lock in, when you do a long-term lock, let's say we do a nine-month long-term lock, the builder says it's only going to take me six months. I'd almost say, okay, let's lock you in for eight months. Because okay. it's always create a buffer, always create that cushion because you know that it's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And when it does happen, if the projected date and the lock date are the same, the lock expiration date are the same, you know it's going to come down to the wire. You know as a lender that it's probably going to get pushed back, okay? Right. And so, so you want that cushion so you can say hey listen you know you thought you were locked in for six months but i locked in for seven so i i'm going to give you an extra month we're going to take care of it because the builder you know it's really not his fault no it's no no it's and not it's not it's, the borrower's fault no but the bar's got somebody to blame it on that their lock is expiring right what about a built-in like two one or three one buy down with brand new builds to mm -hmm. give that cushion is that something as you as a preferred lender for new construction places? Is that something that is viable right now or, or, or what? Yeah. So what we're seeing with some of the builders now, Darren, is they're saying, okay, so as we talked about on previous shows, the 2-1 buy-down is going to buy the rate down temporarily. It's called yep. a temporary buy-down. Okay. And we're going to take the 
interest that you normally would have paid in year one and year two, and we're going to reduce your rate in year one. So let's say you lock in today on a 2-1 buy-down, and we do a four-and-a-half first year, five-and-a-half second year, years three through 30, it's going to be 6.5%. Okay, that's how a buy-down works. The way that they're different than they were 20 years ago when I was doing them is basically the builder can pay it, the seller can pay it. The borrower cannot pay. So what we're seeing right now is builders, and I'm seeing a little bit on the seller side, but really with the builders, is they're saying we're going to give you 2.5 points or 2.75 points. We're going to give you $15,000, whatever that number works out to be, because it costs to buy down about 2.5 points. So to buy that rate down, the builder has to pay it. So the builder says, I'm going to give you fifteen grand towards buying down your rate. Yeah. You do what you want with that money. Yeah. If you don't want to do a 2-1 buy down, that's fine. Pay two points instead of zero and get a 6% rate. Right. But you know that I don't recommend that. When rates are highest, you want to pay the lowest amount of points. You want to stick at zero points. Yeah. Okay? Right. You want to, you want to stay at zero because we're going to refinance you in the next 30 months. Okay, mm-hmm. so it takes you five years to recover, to break even on any points that you pay, right? Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. So it does not yeah. make sense to sit in a loan for 30 months when your break-even point is 60 months because wow. you paid two points. This is the stuff, Terry, that most of our listeners and audience and buyers and all that, they, they, they're, this is something I'm learning. They're just not being told. They're just not finding this out. It's not very prevalent out there overall. And people are are making mistakes and all that because of it. So this is good stuff. Yeah. 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 Do not pay points in this market unless the rates are so crazy, which they were back in October where we talked. But but right now you can get a zero-point quote. Stick with the zero-point quotes. You're going to refinance in the next 60 months. Yeah. Or next – definitely within the next 60. But you're going to refinance probably in the next 30 months. Yeah. Because that – rule I've always said to buyers is eh, nine out of 10 times, if it's a 1% or more less than you're paying right now, there's probably a good chance that you're going to end up eventually on the right side and now saving money by uh, refinancing. But there again, every situation is different. And that's why I say you got to talk to Terry. What are some other statistics and numbers as we finalize our year and all that? So so this year has been known for one thing. As we're leaving this year, the one thing that stands out to me about this year is interest rates rising. Yeah. If you say, if, if 10 years from now, you say, what do you remember about 2022? Oh, when the interest rates shot up. Okay, let's talk a little bit about where they are today. We just did six and a half percent. Let's talk about where they were last year on January 1st. They were at three and a quarter percent. Okay, I remember. So they have basically doubled. Wow. They have basically doubled in this year. Where is the mark where they started going up? January 1st, they started going up. Mm. I'm looking at a chart here, and it basically is a steady climb. And then right around May 1st, we were at five and a quarter percent. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'd gone up two percent, and a lot of people thought that that was it. 
Couldn't go up any higher. We all did. Let's we be all, honest. You go we, back and I listen. said it. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Five percent above uh, time. Out. I stop it. I Terry Kernan <laughs> yes. said that if we get above five percent, that it's going to halt the market. Yes. Okay. I made a bad error there in my judgment, but I was not alone. Okay. No, hard, and when it hardly. so, but it did level out in May, and it actually came down a little. So you know, things looked like I was kind of a genius, and then all of a sudden, June they shoot up. Yep. Okay, and in June they go up to almost six percent, and then they come back down, come back down. I'm starting to look okay, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> get a little confidence, little confidence, and then August happens. Yeah. Right. And we know what happened in August. <laughs> Rates shot up, and they continued to shoot up from the first week of August until the first, second week of October, and they went from basically 5.5% up to 7.5%, Yeah, in a very, very, very short time. And that's when you saw people very upset, people dropping out of the market, people not realizing how 7 and a quarter. And five and a quarter different. So all this rate increase, what did it do? It gave us an average for 2022 of 5.26%. So right where we landed on May 1st is right where the average is. Right. Okay. Okay. So what's going to happen? Let's take a look at at the average. So people say, well, rates are incredibly high, 6.5%. I did a couple uh, lookbacks, okay, just to give you an idea. Five and a quarter percent. 2022 average the last 50 years how many years do you think had a higher average for rates than 5.25 percent 5.25 or a higher how many years out of the last 50 of them out of the last 50 let's say probably like let's say 30 years out of the last 50 have been higher 37 37. 37. All right. 37 out of the last 50 years, rates have been above five and a quarter percent, which is 2022's average. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. So people say, well, perspective is what you just brought to the table. Correct. That's what I'm trying to do is let people know that, yes, it was unbelievable what we experienced. So let's talk about the last 10 years. 2013, mm-hmm. rates dropped to just under 4%. They hovered around the 35 to 4% range. 2018, they went up a little to 4.5% range because we were in the presidential, um, uh, the, what, what are the, the midterm elections. Right. Okay, Rates always go up every, you know, presidential election, they always come down. Let's look at 2021. 3%, 3. 3.3% in 2020, 4% in 2019. So rates came down. But over the last 10 years, basically they've been under. So out of the 13 years. This is precedented, I know. Out of the 13 years in the last 50, the last 10 years have been under five and a quarter. I know. It's been free money. So, so so that's what people have drilled into their mind. Whether you're 80 years old or, or 18 years old, you think, wow, rates are so high because of, because of the last 10 years. If you compare the last 10 years to this year, you're like, oh, this is, the, you know, the world's coming to an end. Yeah, this is, 
This well, that's is the longest. It sounds like that's probably one of the longest streaks we've ever had financially below the average. That is definitely – well, th- the last 10 years, that's the lowest they've ever been. That's what I mean. The this lowest rate so ever got was January 1st, 2021. January mm-hmm. of 2021. Right. Rates were at 2.6%. Right. <laughs> 2.6%. 2.6%. <laughs> that put an equal sign that's free. Yes. That's, that's – so, that's Black Friday on steroids. That's Boxing Day. That's everything day. <laughs> yeah. So the bottom line is unless we have something catastrophic, another pandemic, and I'm not, you know, I'm just telling you what caused the low rates over the last 10, 11 years was basically the crash of 2008. We come out of the crash of 2008. 2019, we're up to 4% in rates. And then, boom, 2020 happens, and rates drop through the roof. So basically, we were recovering rate-wise. We were getting used to rates back in the fours. We were starting to think logically again that, hey, 5% is not that bad of a rate. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic hit, and rates dropped to the all-time, all-time low. So that's kind of that's my perspective on what this year's been. And let's let's put it into real perspective and let's look at the overall you know this has not been a bad year no not at all that's what i'm gonna share thank you that's good stuff hey guys share this with family friends let others know about our program here because um this is where we're giving you information so that you can understand what has happened what is happening and how we can kind of look forward in our experience of golly probably what 50 some years of experience between the two of us in this industry to be able to, you know, give some some viable ideas that will make some sense based on trends, based on what we're seeing and and the uh, and what's going on out there on the streets every day. So yeah, the, the the only thing, the only figure that I forgot to mention is the average mortgage rate over the last fifty years. Oh, I always like to go to that number seven because my birthday's on the seventh, lucky seven. And I've kind of always felt like highs and lows and washing everything out, like 7% kind of a number. Pretty but close. how close am I? Pretty close. 7.76% has been the average mortgage interest rate In 50 for years. the last 50 years. So 7.7 is the marker right now. So that's the perspective. So is, so the bottom line is, Terry, as long as we stay, even if rates go to seven and a quarter and they stay there, <laughs> that's still lower than the average of the last 50 years, which means the average over 50 years is going to continue to now still trickle down a little bit as we stay under that waterline. So everybody, Terry, wants to know the big thing, though. How does all this wonderful data and, and, and stuff affect the number one thing sellers want to know? How much is my house valued at? Where is it going to go? We always know it's going up. You either are flat or you're going down. And markets have that capability to do that over and over and over again. I am always so dumbfounded when a seller, because of the last 10 years or 15 you know, but, oh, well, since the the big crash, I am just dumbfounded of how many sellers have this idea that, like, you've got to be kidding me. My value of my house could actually go down a little bit. Um, I don't understand how people are so darn surprised, and I guess it's just because of what we experienced. So this is what 
I'm going to piggyback on the information of what you shared, and I might have to upgrade, downgrade, or side grade my predictions coming up based on the idea, because I'm going to be honest with you, I can't even wrap my head in a little bit about being above 7% for any amount of time, not just because we did it for a little while, it was just for a week or whatever it was that we hit seven a quarter, and it seemingly jumped back down into the sixes pretty fast, it looked like. Uh, from what I remember, because I was showing buyers and working and doing them, you know, doing this business. So the thing I, I look at um, are some of the numbers real quick here. All right, so we're gonna look at how that affects things. Actives, you know, we're still under 400. We're at 379, um, 206. Um, let me make sure I'm on the right one. Yeah, because I'm comparing last week's 379, 206 resales, 59 average days of market. That actually came down. Woo! That, that, that came down, down quite a bit. I don't even know what did it, but I took. A th- triple check on that number, T, and I'm telling you. That came down seven days. Yeah, it did. So I'm like, I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know. 481 average uh, price. That came down. That came down significantly, though. So it makes me think that there may have been some some homes that came on the market that were quite a bit less than the average uh, price points that we've been seeing. And it caused a lot of buyers to jump up off their couch and move away from the Christmas presents. And, uh, and get things under contract here in the last week or so. But new construction, 173, coming soon, 26. That number came up from 25. We're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you got to get excited yeah, sometimes yeah. when there's a good number like that. Up, up 4%. It's up 4%. Come on now, we'll take it. Take it as a win. 414, pending on the contract, 330 homes sold in the last 30 days, so we saw that number increase as well. So this is the thing. This is the trend I'm most, I, I think I'm most, I think we're going to see is buyer demand is going to kick up like crazy. The thing I haven't done in a really long time that was really hard to do this week, ugh, the house, some of the, I had one of my listings that we, we reduced and lowered the price by $20,000. That felt, that felt weird, man. I'm not going to lie. So, but... Did it start at one twenty and you reduced it to a hundred, or did it no, start no, at five hundred? Uh, no, five hundred. fifty. Like, like let's put it into okay. perspective. That's we're true. doing perspective. Okay, per- percentage <laughs> wise, it was like four percent because the okay. sellers have taken my advice. That's a big because number. it works. Um, getting ahead of the little eight ball here, but we were at five fifty and now we're at five thirty, five twenty nine. Okay, so that's the spread. You're right. You got to be careful. Um, so that's that. Here's the thing. As I give up the summary in the last five minutes about what, what we've seen, woo, I predicted we would be at um, about 85 to 9% appreciation for Frederick County by the year end, and we have been downgraded to 7.8, just under 8%. Now, still pretty darn good. That's what I mean. When you put it in, we didn't land at 12 or 14% above or more, <laughs> like we've seen, but. We're just a little shy under eight. You know what we'll do, Terry? It's like winning the football game by field goal. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. So that's the growth for 2022, it looks like, for the most part. Now, of course, that's the average median. When you look at certain price points, that changes um, a little bit in that regard. In the high-end stuff, it's actually a little bit less in some regard, too. So, But I've always said a healthy average is 4%. 
Terry, 51% of all active homes on the market that have been for sale over the last 14 days or more have adjusted their price. And I, my home, one of mine just became part of that number. So we're seeing half of sellers having to reduce their home price. And that is very, very, very significant number to keep an eye on. Um, that is about the highest I've seen since the last crash. So that is really quite, quite significant. NAR, National Association of Real, predicts that the U.S. will see values slightly rise potential. I don't know if they'll upgrade this or not or change it, but slightly 2 to 3% or be flat in most places and see some adjustments in other areas that aren't performing as well. We're going to keep you uh, up abreast on that and what's going on in that market, all that. And all of it goes back to affordability, as I have said. Um, I started to lean towards, you know, a flat split market for 2023 coming up, that it's going to be flat. I don't think um, anything under $250,000 will be the only price point, in my opinion, at this point, Terry, is where we'll, we will see prices actually go up to some degree. I think anything above that, it won't, especially if interest rates do get to seven or seven and a half per seven and a quarter percent. Let, let me ask you a question. As we get farther into 2023... If home prices don't escalate, okay? Right. If we're just flatlined or going down. If I'm a seller, I would much rather have it flatlined than go down. Absolutely. I would not complain with rates where they are that my house is not appreciated in value. Right. right? Yes. Do you, but, but I'm in the business. Do you see that as a trend that most sellers will... No. No. Okay. No. You're shaking your head. No. I, I think we live in a world in society in a time where the mass majority of sellers are not going to like if the facts are the market has absolutely flatlined. Your price has not gone up at all in the last three months, six months, or a year. I think there's going to be um, more people are going to be more irritated and angry and push back on that idea than not. Only because we've been having 12 and 14% record years. That's why. So it's unfathomable to think how could the choo-choo train be going 100 miles per hour and now we're sitting dead silent zero on the tracks. That's mm -hmm. why. That's the idea. No, how no, could no, have no, lost right. that much momentum? What they're not seeing is you're not losing value. It's just declined as That's far as the, the appreciation. But in their minds, they've lost because they're thinking, wait a minute, if all things stayed the same, my home would be worth, let's say it's a half million dollar home. My house I could sell from a year ago, I could sell it for forty dollars or $50,000 more now. And now I can't do that. It's still only five hundred now. You just told me that's what it was way back or whatever. That's, that's the thing. Well, well, for the last several years, everybody's been winning. If you were a seller, you're a winner. And then you now tie. we're going to settle for a tie. We're, that's it. You have a tie ball game at we're the end. Settle and you're like, for a tie well, this isn't fun. This stinks. We've won everything, and now we're so, not. So sell that to a seller is you can either we're at a point where you either lose, yeah, or we settle for a tie. I'm going to settle for a tie. That's it. Okay. The one big thing too at the end of the year, last minute, is rental market. Wow, I have clients Terry that are calling me with their rents going up upwards of two, three, three hundred fifty dollars a month. And that they were paying sixteen hundred. Now they're going to be looking this next year nineteen fifty a month for the same thing. What do you think they're telling me? Get me out of here! I ain't signing another lease. I want to buy something. Surely there's got to be something that that is going to 
is going to offset some of this stuff. And that's what I've been I've been saying to people is it's probably good. So in the next program, sorry, what we'll do is I will start to get into 2023 bestseller strategy with rates at six and a half and continuing to potentially very likely go up what it is you absolutely better do. And if you don't, you are going to be pretty upset. Bottom line, I can promise you. So uh, tune in, let everybody know. Happy, happy, happy uh, 2022 into 2023. And we look forward to seeing you then. Take care. Happy buying and selling.